the Bible Study Podcast, episode 757. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Amos with chapter 8. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with one of these last chapters here of Amos. Chapter 8 is labeled this, A Basket of Ripe Fruit. Chapter 8. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. What do you see, Amos, he asked. A basket of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, The time is ripe for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing, many, many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. Hear this, you who trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over, that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath be ended, that we may market wheat? Skimping on the measure, boosting the price, and cheating with dishonest scales, buying the poor with silver, and the needy for a pair of sandals, selling even the sweepings with the wheat. The Lord has sworn by himself the pride of Jacob, I will never forget anything they have done. Will not the land tremble for this, and all who live in it mourn? The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be stirred up and then sink like the river of Egypt. In that day, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will make the sun go down at noon and darken the earth in broad daylight. I will turn your religious festivals into mourning and all your singing into weeping. I will make all you wear sackcloth and shave your heads. I will make that time like mourning for an only son, and the end of it like a bitter day. The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. In that day, the lovely young woman and strong young men will faint because of thirst. They will swear by the sin of Samaria who say, As surely as your God lives, Dan, or as surely as the God of Beersheba lives, they will fall never to rise again. Okay, so again, more good news for Israel especially going on here because God is saying it is time. When the fruit is ripe, then you send your harvesters into the field to harvest or into your orchards to harvest. And God is saying, the time is right. It's time for the harvest. And the harvest meaning that what was planted is what is going to be harvested. And so they have planted a lot of inequity. They have planted a lot of injustice. They have planted a lot of cheating. They have done all these things and they will reap what they sowed. And so at this point, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere silence. That's kind of um, an interesting and terrible haiku there or something in terms of a description of what is going on. And then why? It says, hear this, you who, and then it starts again to talk about what they've been doing. You trample the needy and do away with the poor of the land. So they, again, are devaluing the people of God because these are the powerless and they have no respect for those people who can't give them back something. They're of no use to them. 
And again, we're not called to value things and use people. We're called to use things and value people. There's just saying, when will the new moon be over that we can sell grain? When will the Sabbath be ended that we may market wheat? Now, the Sabbath will end and the new moon celebration will end, and that's okay. But they're kind of keeping their eye on the clock, we would say. They wouldn't have that metaphor for obvious reasons at that point. But they're not involved in the worship of God. They're going through the motions, but they're they're really saying, when can I make more money? Right? When can I get back to the commerce? The commerce is the stuff I like. This worship stuff, I'll do it, but I don't really care about it. So when can I get back to selling my wheat? But when I'm selling that wheat, I'm not just selling that wheat, I'm cheating. I'm boosting the price and cheating with dishonest scale. So I'm doing three things wrong here specifically regarding the wheat. One is I'm boosting the price. We've got some price gouging going on in my country right now and in, in elsewhere in the world. So we understand what boosting the price means. And it isn't just that my cost went up and I need to pass it along, but they're taking profits they don't need to take because they can. And they're skimping on the measure. That means they're cheating people. They're literally saying you're buying a a bushel of wheat. They're selling you not quite a bushel, a bushel minus a cup. You know, they're, they've got their thumb on the scale, as it were. They're skimping on the measure. And so they're doing that. And then the other thing it says is selling even the sweepings with the wheat. So they're selling things that are not wheat as if they were wheat. You can imagine if you bought a bag of rice and it was rice and sand, right? If you bought a a flour and it was flour from wheat, but it was also the sweepings of the floor, that would not be so desirable. And so they're cheating on everything just to make a buck. Buying the poor with silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. Again, buying people basically not valuing people, but valuing stuff. Then the Lord has sworn, the Lord has sworn by himself. And this is the second or third time we've had this phrase in Amos, and I haven't pointed it out before, but when you're God, who do you swear by? You don't swear on the Bible. You wrote the Bible. You swear by yourself because there is nothing higher. There's no higher authority. And he says, I won't forget. I won't forget what you have done. The whole land will rise up like the Nile and it will stir up and then sink like the river of Egypt. And the the Nile, especially in those days, but even today, before it was controlled by dams upstream, would have that annual flooding cycle that would make the land rich, but it would also flood things. And so I'm thinking that's part of what's going on here is that something that they would be aware of here, that inundating flood that people knew about. And so the whole land will rise up and it will be stirred and sink like the river in Egypt. In that day, and then God starts to describe, I'll make the sun go down at noon and darken the daylight. I'll turn your religious festivals into mourning. You're singing and weeping. Make you all wear sackcloth, shave your heads. It's not good. These are not good things that are going on here. A lot of mourning for things that are going on. A lot of bitterness. A lot of darkness. So get that sort of picture in your mind. That's the picture that God is trying to to draw them to through these words of Amos of bad things are coming. And again, the last chapter, we talked about them coming and the king is trying to not listen to it. It doesn't matter if he listens, the days are coming. And then this was interesting. I'll send a famine through the land, not a famine for food or water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. 
People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but will not find it. And I thought that was interesting in contrast to last week's chapter, when they're trying to tell, the king Jeroboam is trying to tell Amos to go away, we've got too, too much of the word of the Lord. We've got too much of your words. We've got too much talking. I, don't, I want to hear less of this. And he's saying the day is coming when you won't hear anything, when God will stop talking. And it's, it sort of reminds me of when you have little kids and you hear the noise and, and you know, it's going on and such, and then it gets quiet and you know that something's really bad has happened, right? The, the, the sort of usual hubbub is, is okay, but quiet is a warning sign. And he's saying the day is coming where you won't hear the prophets, where you won't hear the word of the Lord, where God will give up on you and stop speaking to you. This this fact that Amos is being sent to you is good news, right? God still cares. And even though God is telling you all of these terrible things that are going to happen, you can still change his mind if you change. So when God stops telling you that, it's because your opportunities are gone. And that's not good. And then even the young men and the strong young men and the young women will faint because of thirst. So, and they will rise and they will fall never to rise again. Hopefully, from Amos's perspective, he is hoping they will listen. We know that they did not, but certainly the reason why we have kept his words is that we might remember what happened to Israel, that it might be a warning to us, and that we might listen when God calls. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We have one more chapter in Amos, which we'll do next week. Uh, stay tuned for that. And if you have any questions, send an email to host at com, or leave a comment on this episode at com. And thanks so much for listening. God's Word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week, I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.